I'm Lindsay Dawn McKenzie, and you are listening to Tanya Tate's Skinfluencer Success. This is Tanya Tate. Skinfluencer Success. to all you wonderful people who are looking to level up your loot. I'm Tanya Tate and this is my podcast. Formerly Mills Maker Money, now Tanya Tate presents Skinfluencer Success Podcast. On today's show, I'll talk about dreaming the impossible dream. Also, my special guest, Lindsay Don McKenzie, will share her journey of coming from a teen swimsuit model to becoming one of the most successful British glamour models and how she still has a flourishing career almost 30 years later. So I recently went to WWE Smackdown Live at the Honda Center in Anaheim in Southern California. And how exciting that that was. So it was great. Um, WWE were coming into town and a little bit more of a drive going out to Anaheim. Now I've got to tell you the last time that WWE came in and it was post-COVID, I didn't realise that everybody, including children, kids age three and four, also had to have a COVID test or be vaccinated. I didn't realise last time I was about to take Ozzy there. We were all excited, super excited. And I just happened to look online. I thought, I'll just check. Needs a COVID test. And it wasn't just the one that you can stick up your nose like you get at home. It was one where you had to literally go and do it at, you know, have the pharmacist do it or send it to a lab. I was so, so upset. Ozzy was crying. I was heartbroken, this poor little kid. And I felt so bad. So, lesson learned. Always make sure before you go somewhere, make sure they don't have restrictions. So this time... I looked on the website, couldn't find the information. The information was saying, oh, well, depends on the event. The event will have their own COVID restrictions. Please check. Like, I'm not having this. Gets onto Twitter and messages with Anaheim Honda Center. And they said, no COVID testing needed. Yay! So we gets there, gets the tickets, gets ready. Going down to Anaheim. On a Friday afternoon, the traffic's crazy, you know, but left early, plenty of time. And just going down there on the drive, it, I, I love it when I get these moments where I'm just sitting there and it's like everything's happening around you, but you kind of switch off and you appreciate things for what it is. So rather than look at the traffic and like, I don't know, I grouch and everything, I, I'm over that. You're going to sit in the traffic, you're going to sit in the traffic. It's not going to get any faster whether you grouch at it or you don't grouch at it. You might as well just enjoy the moment. But I did, I spent the time down there thinking about what would happen at the event and thinking about those feelings of joy and the excitement, all those 
feel-good feelings that I would have inside me. And I pictured myself there already. It was amazing when I got there. It, it's like turning up to the event with Ozzy, sitting down, and he was just like looking at everything that's going on. And there's a lot of stuff going on in a stadium when you go. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of noise, there's a lot of lights. Even before it started, you know, the crowd egging each other on. It's like full of woo, woo, woo. And Ozzy was getting into that, but he, he really did like it. So when the show started, some parts of it were pretty loud, really, for Ozzy, and he kind of jumped a little bit, but he had me to cuddle on up to him. And we were we were watching a lot of the matches. He was super excited to, to be there. It was like, what an amazing experience. But then he started to get quite tired, and I thought, oh, it's taking it, everything's taking it out of him. And he wanted to go to sleep, and he was leaning on me, and he's like, Mommy, can we go home? And I'm like, no, we've got to wait for the match. We've got to wait for Natty. We've got to watch Natalia. And so we was like, okay, okay. Um, And part of the thing that I was thinking about when I was driving down there is not just picturing myself being there, picturing the things that I was going to do, feeling the sensations, imagining that I was already there. But I had been talking to Natalia and I was thinking about that moment when I would meet her in person, when I would say hi. I mean, if you look on Twitter, we, we actually interact I'd say a fair few times actually Natty does like a lot of my tweets and I'll comment on some of her stuff and some of her posts and you know I was hoping that we would get to to meet Natalia so I had this picture in my mind of just going there and what was going to happen I mean I've been to matches before that Natalia's been to but I hadn't met her in person the other times so part of the car journey down I wanted to visualize stuff, visualize things that I wanted to happen. And I sat in the car and I thought about us taking pictures. I, I had this picture in my mind of us doing selfies. And I wanted that picture in my mind, that vision. And I was thinking, yeah, this is going to happen. And feeling that appreciation and feeling like as though it's already happened. And I just the feeling of joy and the feeling of excitement and the feeling of happiness and the appreciation for that moment of taking place. And I don't know, I, I this is the way I am. I just put things out there, put things to the universe. And during the show, I started to think about it again, you know, meeting Natty. And, but then the time kind of got closer to the end of the show and Natty came and did a match and it, the, all the matches that ended and the lights were coming on and the breaking down the equipment. So I thought, oh, okay, maybe next time. So there I am. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to get back in the car now. I better go and use the restroom. And there's the phone ringing. And I very rarely have the ringer on, actually. I always have it turned off. And there's the ringer going. I'm like, oh, trying to struggle. So the phone, it's ringing in my bag. So I pulls it out and it's like Natalia. And she's like, come to the floor, come say hi, where are you? And I'm like, well, I'm not near the floor now, but I'm going to come back. So we're literally rushing down the stairs to try and get back on. And people are like, whoa, you can't come. I'm like, no, there's someone over there that wants to see us. Natalia kept me on the phone and one of the guys that works at WWE come and got us. Because it's like, it's all the floor staff are like, you're not coming in, you're not going down. We went and walked to the back and... Ozzy was like so excited to just 
you know, I'm like, come on, we've we've got to go somewhere, Ozzy. Come on, it's it's exciting. So there we are, avoiding all the guys that are dismantling the equipment. And then there's Natty, and she's like, right, great, come back. We went backstage behind kind of where the stage is, you know, where you see all the, the wrestlers come out the entrance. We literally walked on that bit and walked through the back. And we sat down and we chatted with Natalia and just, you know, I I was actually talking about his sister, Jenny, as well. So Jenny Neidhart, just talking about her. And I said how excited I was that Jenny had actually started her Twitter. Because I would actually said to Jenny, Jenny, why, why do you not start Twitter? It'll be a direct link for your fans to click across from your social media, regular social media to premium social media. So I'd had this conversation with Jenny and um, by all accounts, I, 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 I probably, <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to take claim for this, but I, suddenly I, I, I was really telling Jenny, you know, it's, it's a good thing. Next minute, Jenny's got a Twitter account. So um, if you are on Twitter, make sure that you are following both the sisters, Natalia and Jenny. They're both great girls. I have to tell you, they do take some lovely um, pictures and anyway, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we follow them. I mean, I, I take a lot of nice pictures, but that's a given if you're following me. You are, you already know that. But Jenny Neidhart, just just amazing to just be there, just chatting. And we got selfies. Or it wasn't a selfie. We got pictures. Someone took a picture of me and Natty. Someone took a picture of me and Natty and Ozzy. Um, it was just amazing to just be there and talk to her. Really sweet, really down to earth dead nice dead nice dead nice girl and just how amazing was that that I had that dream of meeting Natty and having Aussie to meet Natty like it's just amazing that I put it out there and it happened I'm really full of appreciation for that. I'm really full of appreciation that Natalia took the time to help us, you know, attend the event, to let us say hi to her after the show finished. And dreams, thoughts, put out there to the universe. It can happen. I mean, I'm going to tell you, I have another dream right now. This, I'm going to put it out there. I have a dream to interview Jenny Neidhart. You heard it here first, guys. That is my dream. I want to know how Jenny came from a regular job to being an extremely successful content creator on OnlyFans. And I, I, I love the stories. I like. I want to hear his story. Universe, are you listening? Fans, tell Jenny. <laughs> we'll make this happen. It, it'll happen, I'll tell you. One day, you'll be sitting in, you'll be listening, and it'll be me interviewing Jenny. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, Natalia is amazing as well. But, of course, WWE are, are extremely strict. So <laughs> that's a big call. That's a really big call. Um, hi, this is this is Natalia. I'm just going to go and ask the boss of WWE, can I go on a Porn Stars podcast? <laughs> well, I mean, it can happen we all have dreams and know that your dreams can happen to dream is to think about something that you wish would happen or something that you want to do or be dream is an idea or a vision that is created in your imagination 
a dream is something that you've always very much wanted to be or something that you very much wanted to do. A dream is like a, a cherished aspiration, an ambition. To dream is to think beyond. So think, you know, what is being placed in your heart? You've you got to think about that and think about where you are now, but you've got to think beyond what you are now. You want to grow, you want to thrive. Okay, so there are hurdles, you know, that's the reality of life. And sometimes we're in an unwanted place that we can't seem to get out of. And sometimes I'm going to tell you, we do need to ask for help. The choices of other people can affect our lives. There are global pandemics that affect us. And, you know, we're wondering, how do we keep our friends and family safe? Sometimes you can get stuck in the moment. You just need to reach out. Sometimes it's the people closest that can help you because they can see things from a different angle. Share your vulnerabilities. Maybe you can just talk to someone and they can help you to refocus to so you can get yourself out of that dark place and it could be someone that you're not really even expecting i would always say just continue on the path you're already on keep making small steps baby steps the answer's close by you know sometimes you're going to struggle things aren't always perfect but when you deal with the hard stuff you can deal with so much more first i always think we don't change we don't grow we don't move on so if you want to move forward and you want to build towards these dreams, you have to talk about the things that get in the way to kind of move them out of the way. And it's you, if there are other people that are getting in the way of your dreams, your aspirations, it's it's you that's letting them get in the way. You can move past them. Sometimes it is talking to someone and them letting you see it in a different light. Or sometimes reminders, you know, for me with Gert, it's like, I've gone off my diet. Oh, I've got my timings wrong. I've missed a meal. I'm eating too late. And sometimes it's just those reminders that like, you know, you need to eat. So sometimes I need the reminders as well. You know, I've got a dream of my amazing body and I can picture myself and I'm thinking about it right now. Toned, curves, glowing skin muscles in the right places not overly done strength in my body flexibility I can see it all I can see the smile on my face I I can see it but to get there I've got to get on a journey and they're all like potholes and the things in the way and that's my dream that's that's my dream of having my dream body that's what I want but there are things that stop at me okay I've got over the the disbelief in it because I know I, I've seen the changes I've worked on it enough I'm doing time at the gym I'm putting in that workout time I'm eating the right food but sometimes little things are going to get you off and I have I've been missed a meal I ate too late I didn't have enough food and I'm like this can't happen and I said okay today I've been losing track of time I ate too late and I'm telling myself I've made bad choices. But you know what? Tomorrow, I'm going to make better choices. I'm going to make the right choices. 
but Gert's so good. He's like, he's reminding me something simple as he's telling me, hold on to your meal times and reminder, you have made such good progress. Let's not lose that now. You can do it. He's, he's telling me, it's like someone reminding you. Okay, so we come up with a solution. Use an alarm if needed for your meal times. Okay. As he's reminding me of this on a text earlier, I'm sitting on the, the phone with the doctor, my Lyme disease doctor, and we're talking about the tablets, and I forget to take the afternoon ones, so I was taking them in the morning, and I've got low cortisol. And I'm like, I'm working out, and my muscles are fatigued, and he's like, low you've got low adrenals. That was it. Low adrenals. He said, you, you've got to take your cortisol. So we sit in there and I'm like, I don't remember, da, 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 coming up with excuses. There's no excuses. You can remember to take them. And literally he's telling me, well, maybe you can do an alarm. As Gert's telling me, use an alarm for your meal times. <laughs> See these little reminders? You just need to talk to people sometimes. They're going to help you. And Gert's reminding me, once you lose your rhythm, you lose your shape and all the gains you've made. Remember, this is this really important information for everyone, actually. Food equals energy equals muscles equals shape. Focus. Wow. And that's told me. Making sure that I've got food in the fridge. I'm making sure that I've got my timers on now. And I'm not going to get carried away doing stuff like prepping me podcasts, like do me emails because food is more important. I can eat and then I can carry on. I'm on to my goal. I really am. And the way that get helped me, I actually had a friend this week that confided in something in me, something they'd been going through. And it was a trip that they didn't want to make, but they had to make because it was a situation out of their control. And they were talking to me about the dreams that they have for, the, for their future. And it's bigger and better than where they are now. And they were going through all the different things of this journey, this trip that they had to go on. And I could understand from what was being discussed that it, it was a difficult time. It was it was a really difficult time. And But what I was doing during the discussion, that everything that was coming up, that it could have been a problem, I was giving it a different angle to look at. So if something was seen as a negative it it could have been seen as a negative effect, but I would be like, well, let's switch it around. And what about if you looked at it this way? And this can make an opportunity. You can make opportunities from this. You you can be that better person. You could be that better parent. And by the end of the chat, they like thanked me and they said, you know what? I feel so much better. And that really made my heart big. It, me thinking like now they can see through what would have been a hurdle and they can now see the dreams it you know it kind of removes the fog doesn't it and you know what i know that the person's going to achieve them they just need to make sure they get out of that pit and climb out of the place and believe in those dreams so as you seek and pursue your dreams your journey is going to have twists and turns it's going to have mountains and valleys embrace the whole journey you can achieve your journey. You can achieve your dream. Every successful story was built with a dream, a twinkle of a thought that grew bigger. 
Even my podcast, it grew from a dream to keep alive, like a way to talk to you after Vivid Radio on Sirius XM was ending. It was a show that I was hosting for eight years on Sirius XM, the Tanya Tate show. But that then grew into Mills Making Money with the Audio, two skinfluence of success that now includes a video podcast where I interview guests. So what do you dream of? Is it a dream to do with your health, your wealth, your family, friends, love, happiness, career? Picture it and hold it in your mind. Feel the appreciation and the joy as though it's already happened. How amazing dreams can be. And I know that dream can happen for you. In the words of Walt Disney, believe in your dreams no matter how impossible they seem. Coming up next on Tanya Tay Presents Skinfluencer Success. How do you keep a career in the adult industry long-term and profitable? My guest, Lindsay Dawn McKenzie, will share her journey of coming from a teen swimsuit model to being one of the most successful British glamour models and how she still has a flourishing career almost 30 years later. This is Tanya Tate. Skinfluencer Success. You are listening to Tanya Tay Presents Skinfluencer Success. How do you keep a career in the adult industry long-term and profitable? My guest, Lindsay Do McKenzie, is an internationally published English glamour model, porn star, page three girl, cam girl, television host, and an OnlyFans creator. She will share her journey of coming from a teen swimsuit model to being one of the most successful British glamour models and how she still has a flourishing career almost 30 years later. Welcome, Lindsay Dawn McKenzie, to the Skinfluencer hey. Success Hello. Podcast. Yay. Hi there. Hello, everybody. <laughs> how are you all? Oh, Thank you for having me. Wow. When you said, Lindsay, would you like to be a guest? I couldn't believe it. I was so honestly so excited. I was running. My, I've got my first ever podcast. And I actually <laughs> didn't even really know what a podcast was. I've never actually listened to a podcast in my life. You are going to be listening back to this one, Lindsay. Oh, my God. I want a copy. I'm going to be watching it all the time. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. You I are going to get a copy. You know what? I'm so amazed. Like It just happened, as, you know, you put out on Twitter, you wanted to try and be a guest on a podcast. A fan, that was a fan of both of us, he saw it and he tagged me and I was like, oh, wow, yes, I want Lindsay Dawn McKenzie on my podcast. I'm so honored that you're Thank here. Thank you so much, whoever you are out there. And wow, what a hookup. We owe you a drink, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> we do. Lindsay, it's, it's, it really has been a while since I saw you. And I'm just, there's been so many things that have been going on in the UK. And I'm trying to figure out where did we meet? Was it was it in the studio or was it at one of the no, conventions? Or was it at a party? We have worked together, have we? I don't think no, we've, we've ever not worked, we've we've not worked, never worked together. together. But I think that we met. At an award ceremony, if I, I think it was an award sh- it must have been an yeah, award show. And it must have been something to do with Television X. That's why I'm thinking of the studio. Yes, it would have been. In fact, maybe we were in some sort of series for them. 
in different yeah. episodes. Yeah, I think. Was you in the fairground episode? No, I wasn't in that one. I was already living in the the US oh. by then. So, yeah. but, but you know what? I think it must have been at one of the um, award shows that we were there, and we kind of got chatting. Of, I think I might have handed you an award at some point as well. Yeah, no. You're so funny. Our memory is just like (laughs) when I first met you, I couldn't believe you was from Liverpool because I, I don't know. I I always thought you were a London girl, always. And then you spoke, and I was like, now I didn't waste that accent with you at all. (laughs) Weirdly, I used to have. Also, I had my own. I had my own collection, and you were one of them, actually. I think I got some free giveaways in the old plastic bags when you're walking out. And one of them was yours. And I loved one of those scenes. God, it was my favourite for a long time. Sorry, many more because I've got a couple of other good favourites. But it definitely <laughs> was. <laughs> oh, I'm going all red now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I never knew that. I'm, I'm very, like, blessed, very honoured. And it's, I have to say, it's very hard. <laughs> it is, Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay Dawn's personal collection. You were. No, you really were. And I played that one a lot. <laughs> People say, you know, how do you do what you do? And you still... Because I, I am a big fan of porn. I really am, personally. You like um, to watch. It's... Yeah. I do like it. And I always have. Um, I think I... it comes back to the first boyfriend. He had a great collection. <laughs> and worked so... a lot. <laughs> We're like, okay, let's go back because we're sitting here, we're we're jumping all around everywhere, and people are like, "Who's Lindsay Dawn Mackenzie? Who is for for people that don't know who Lindsay Dawn Mackenzie? Tell everybody who you are, and let's talk about how Ooh. you got started in the industry. Let's go right back. It was an era of Samantha Fox. Now, if you're from the UK, well, you don't have to. I mean, she was very big in Japan. I hear she still has a healthy music career in Japan right now and tours there. So she was huge there. I mean, I'm not sure about Over the Ponds in the US, um, how big Sam Fox was. But I, I know she's internationally known. And my brother was a huge, huge fan and had all her pictures all over the walls. So obviously I was growing up, I was like, oh. Oh, that's, you know, because it's page three. So page three, because people that are in the US, they probably might not necessarily know um, a okay. lo- what page three is. Okay. So it's it was the, the local newspaper. So you go down, you buy a newspaper and, you know, the front cover, and then you turn over to page three. And there was always a hot girl yeah. wearing just yeah, a, a pair of knickers, topless. I mean, some of the girls I remember, um, which people would obviously, you know, place is Linda, Linda Lusardi, Gaynor Goodman, Kathy Lloyd. Kathy Lloyd. She was my favourite. Yeah, she was, she was. (laughs) Really well. So, yeah, I mean, I had this, this visual, I think it was 94 and we were in a recession. Um, I just left school. I was the youngest in my year. And when we left school, we all had to go and look for jobs. Well, I actually went for a job in a swimming baths called Water Palace. And I went as a cleaner for a cleaning job. And then I just one day sat there and thought, you know, I could definitely do page three because I'm growing rapido here. You know, these things are <laughs> very blessed here. And it's so weird because a friend of mine said to me the other day, do you remember when we were young and we sat there and you said, listen, if you eat toilet paper, your boobs grow. I said, did I say that to you? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
toilet paper, seeing yours go, Whoa! I thought, she's onto something here. <laughs> the things you remember. But anyway, so going back, there was a recession on. And I remember a day specifically, my mum, we were all sat watching telly, the doorbell went. And it was the Provident Man. <laughs> now, I don't know if you remember the Provident Man where you got tokens off him. And then all through the, then you'd use them for Christmas for your children or, you know, and you'd buy presents with them because they were for all stores. And then what happens is you pay him a premium and then obviously he makes money because you're paying interest. And I remember my mum saying, hide everyone. I was like, well, why? man's here. Okay, so pay it. No, I haven't got any money. And then I remember thinking, Jesus, there's a recession. My mum's got no money. Like, what am I going to do here? So I, you know, I thought if I don't take action and, and think about my my career and think about where, where I can go and what I can do. And at that point, I had these great looking boobs. And I thought I'm going to take some, get my sister to take some pictures of me in a bikini and I'm going to send them to a model agency. So she was like, yeah, let's do this, you know. And we we put the music on and we were taking pictures in bikinis and we both sent them off. And then I got a call on my landline because there was no mobiles back then. Yeah. I got a call on my landline. It was like, oh, is that Lindsay? I was like, yes, yes. Can you come and see us, please? I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, it was like the next day. I was like, this is great. So jumped on a train and went over to Ellsfield and met up with an agent. And he said, I have a client who would absolutely love you. He said, I've got a job for you straight away. I was like, wow, this is brilliant, you know. Um, so he said, you need to take the bus outside and go to further up the road to Wandsworth or somewhere like that. So I got out and I went along and I remember walking in the building and I remember just looking around, seeing like five studios and thinking, oh, this is real. This is the real deal, you know. And I met the photographer and, and I explained to him that I wasn't 16 yet. And he decided to just do some classical bikini shots and, and until I turned to the legal age. And yeah. And the legal age at that point in 1994, before the new law of 18 came in, it was 60. So it was, you know, it was legal and it was good. So I, I love this. It's like, I, I remember Samantha Fox, Linda Lusardi, Kathy Lloyd. I remember all that. And I, you know, Samantha Fox, and then she had, she was singing and I was like, she is so hot. And for, for you, just having that visual, you know, your brother's got the pooch, uh, your brother's got the poster ever up on the wall yeah. and you're sitting there and you're looking at it. And it's like these, I always think we manifest things. So it's like, you know, you sit there and you look up and you are picturing yourself as that person on that poster. And I, I'm sitting there now Absolutely. and I'm looking behind you and there's you on that poster behind you for, for you to just visualize it and manifest it. Well, and Absolutely. And like you said, manifestation. As I've got older... I've actually become very set in my ways with, you know, visualization, drawing, law of attraction. You know, I put it on the wall, it comes to me. You know, I'm very, very heavily involved in that. I do, um, a, there's a thing called Jose de Silva method, and I train my brain where I count backwards 
for like 10 minutes three times a day I I don't know I I do believe in that and and I do tell myself that remember the days when I thought I'm going to be a model I'm going to be a model you made yourself a model yeah you no, do. no, I think it's like a way in life to look at life as well. Me and you sitting here, right? Okay, like you are extremely successful, Lindsay. Back then, now, you know, when I first met you, I was like, wow, it's Lindsay Dawn McKenzie. <laughs> it was like, it was a wow, it really was a wow <laughs> moment for me. And, you know, I did the same. I sat there and I watched a movie with a guy, some random guy, and I was just like, I could do that. Mm. That same thought. I could do that. And you put it out there and it's like, you want to do it, you're going to do it. And I I love this is that that's how you got started. You know, we got the bikini shots and it it really was amazing the way that they started you off. You know, at that time, everything that you did was completely legal. They counted the days down till they were going to release these shots. And did they put you on page three when you was, you know, it was time? No, I was on the front page. The front page. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I think I was on the front page for the next five years, (laughs) like every week, every near enough every day. See the countdown. That was the really exciting part to the whole start. I remember that morning, you know, knowing that I was about to walk into a shop and see my face on the front cover of a newspaper because I heard before that it was going to be a front page so I was like wow yeah really worried really scared and 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 funny enough my brother's friend was a paper round boy and yeah he was (laughs) my mum ordered it come and be delivered to us so it it was a really surreal kind of wait you know I really wanted to go down to the 7-Eleven earlier I was in the morning and get it because I couldn't sleep all night I was like oh my god you know because not only I mean I come from um quite a old-fashioned family my grandparents were diplomats in Egypt in Alexandria and my nan's a very posh lady you know very conservative and I didn't want to upset anybody um doing what I was doing but funny enough, she was really proud, like, and it, and it really didn't matter um, that it was, you know, topless modelling. She didn't really um, care in the end. I think it, what got, you know, did it for her was um, I used to be in a show as well, a road show, and we used to sometimes work alongside Excalibur road show. And there was a oh, guy that's the that's strip- the male guys, isn't yes, it? The male right. striptease guys. And yes. And we got really friendly with these guys. And I said, look, my nan just loves lovely looking men. You know, she loved (laughs) Michael. She loved them all. And she used to have this cupboard and you'd open it and there'd be all pictures of hunks in there. And uh, one of them said, look, I'll come and visit your nan. I was like, you're joking. He was like, no. I said, would you wear the kit? Like, and give, you know. So he went up to her care room. She was so cool with me about everything I did. <laughs> oh, I love that story. Imagine. Nan, I've got a surprise coming for you today. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Steve Golding. Do you remember Steve Golding? I don't know. No, he was married to Gaynor Goodman in the end. I was. Yeah, he was a really I guy. That's so funny. It's it's like I I love it when like family are proud. You know, it's like 
family are very accepting of things because yeah. it can be you know for some people it is challenging you know to your family to suddenly see you in a movie in a picture in a video in you know in the newspaper we we were kind of brought up in a prudish britain weren't we I mean, how many people used to go topless on the beach? Not that many. God, everyone would be like, what are they doing? You know, you go to Spain and there's nudist parts of the beach. Here in the UK... I, I think it's a different level, though, isn't it? In Spain, like, I when, when I was in my 20s and I went on a holiday to Spain, I would go topless. I didn't think anything of it because yeah. that is what you did in Spain. You went topless because that was... That was just the norm. Everybody Absolutely did it. was, yeah. But I, I think in the UK, you're right, we are a little bit we more British. It really has got better. I mean, I do think we are totally in a different era now when it comes to the girls that are starting out. And also in what we wear and I don't know. I'm not, I mean, I'm not prudish, but I'm either one or the other. You know, if I've got this part on display, I'll keep this bit covered. And if I've got this bit on display, I'll keep this bit covered. Are you the same or? It's in general, I am quite well covered. You know, I've been to conventions. We've been to conventions. You know, there's a lot of conventions. I, you know, I wish that I'd known oh, no, that. But that's in a place. What I'm saying is that you are in the place, right? You're in a convention. That's where we down, we, we get into our mode, who we are in the industry because the fans are coming to see that person. But in my regular life, no, I'm not really a person that goes out. We are both mums. All the girls are glamour models now from having a few shots on Instagram. We used to have to be, like, published to be a glamour girl, right? And now it's so much easier to have a career. And in fact, Tanya, most of these girls that haven't got the publicity that haven't really, you know, um, hit levels yet, are making great money. They are. I know. It's (laughs) so true. It's like, here's the thing, like, Glamour Model years ago, you'd have to make it, you'd have to be in the newspapers, you'd have to be published, you'd have to, like, you know, where are you going to move on from there? Like, you did Loaded, you did... Yeah, I did did them all. (laughs) FHM. All of them. Yeah, zoo. No, so there's you did it many times over. It wasn't just like a one off. It was like many no, times it was over. A you were thing so for twenty odd years. Yeah, yeah, in demand. And like now, for example, you know, if you want to get an FHM and you are not known. This yeah. is this is a true fact. You can pay to be on the front cover of FHM. You can pay for that spread rather than them paying you for your pictures it's really turned the other way around and it's it's i'm not sure that these are genuine real mccoy magazine covers though i don't actually believe they were ever published do you (laughs) well i'm a bit of an investigator you know i'm a bit of a (laughs) i assumed it was i really am but only because i don't want to waste my time like i've uh, like I mean, again, being in the industry for so many years, I've I've met up with so many scenarios of what could possibly happen, what has happened. I've learned a lot of mistakes. Wowza. You know, um, not taking, you know, if you do a camera club and you don't take the deposits for the slots, you could be stood there on your own all day. (laughs) 
for nothing. Whereas if you take a deposit, you know that if these guys don't turn up to come and take their amateur, you know, session with you for an hour, because I, I do for that. I do like help people that are trying to be photographers because we need them. Camera club is that? I'm like, whoa! All the guys are like, what's camera club, Lindsay? Yeah. So it's where the guys where you put out your time, and then the guys can come and pay, and they well, can take do, photographs. I hire a mansion somewhere with beautiful location. And then I offer out the hours and they can come down with their pro cameras. They can come down with their own photographer and tell him what they want. And then they get the specific shots that they actually go out seeking out. And they don't get many of them. And someone might have this idea in their mind. They saw something when they were young and it and it sparks up this thing for them. But actually they've trolled the net to find something that's similar and they need it in their life, you know, and it's all they need, really. And in, in order to be able to contact a girl and go and shoot her, and it's the girl that's got your description in your mind, your, you know, that you've seen, that make that makes you tick. Yeah, I get a lot. And I do six hours back to back. And I actually enjoy it. And it keeps me fit. So I love it. I love it. All these guys are going to be like lining up. It's, it is, it's, there's, there's a lot of opportunities. So you've gone from, you were really put out there on the spotlight and you were so in demand, you know, just all these amazing opportunities were coming your way. And I know, you know, you've got the obvious, very beautiful and like an amazing chest, right? But what else is being there like contributing how were they just landing on your plate these opportunities and you were looking at them and picking the right ones absolutely yeah I didn't take everything I mean if you look at my career you can see that because a lot of people are like why is she you know not working with guys like boy girl why why doesn't Lindsay hit that level why is she dragging her feet and it was really down to um I think control, I knew that if I did everything straight away for the company I was working for, then I'd leave nothing for myself. And Mm -hmm. it came to the point where I won an award for selling 75,000 copies of one of my films. And I was paid a commission for a month's work. Yet somebody was coining in 75,000 copies and, and amounts of money. And I was wondering, who's getting rich here? Yeah. And then my head screwed on and I thought, mm, no more. I will tell you what I'm doing. Uh, and then I took my control back. I worked for, a, I mean, listen, I've worked for a company in America and they were like family. They treated me very well, very well indeed. The Americans know how to do it. That industry is covered. It's they even call people talent, which I think's a lovely thing. Yeah, that, that is you, you it's are a different talented. ball game over there, and that's why I really enjoyed my time. They made effort. They built the most amazing sets. They spent budgets, you know, and I so appreciated that because it really made me feel special. And I think that when you're doing that kind of work. Because, look, we've all got that time when we sit there and it can affect our brain and you feel a little bit shameful and you feel that pit of your stomach turning over because you think, am I doing the right thing by being in this industry? And, and 
you know, do people look at me in a bad way or, and then I realized, hey, you can't pay your bills on other people's opinions. So then again, I bounced back again. I was like, you know, I've had a life where I have had these moments where I've slipped into like a slight doom, doomsday type scenario. And then I flip out of it again. And then I realized, hey, you're a good looking woman and you're doing the, you know, you're, you're not doing any harm to anyone. Nothing's illegal. And there's people out there doing a hell of a lot worse. So you're good chill i think for you know for us it, the most important thing when you are in the industry you know it is it is different and people do look at you differently you know okay. and those people that look at you differently i learned this it's if they don't accept you for what you are then they need to go and focus their energy somewhere else absolutely so then us we can be accepting of what we do in ourselves mm-hmm. because that's you you have to go through that process at the beginning you know, you have to decide, like, I love that you, you know, you tell yourself if you're down in one of those moments, you tell yourself, no, I'm amazing. I'm beautiful. I'm wonderful. And mm-hmm. this is what I want to do. And it's being secure in what you're doing and knowing you're doing the right thing. And when when you said, like, holding back some of the things, keeping them just for you, mm-hmm. it, it is. It's like... I mean, how many times did you probably get asked, hey, do it, do, you know, you've done your pictures, you've done your spreads in the magazines, you did movies where it was like yourself and you was, you know. No, don't get me wrong, I ended up doing a boy-girl movie and it was with my first husband and I I actually thought that's nice, that that will be okay, you know. It's like I wasn't going out and I wasn't working, I still have my grandma alive and I'm, swore I said well I didn't swear to her I wouldn't do it I just said that you know I would do what makes me feel comfortable uh and she knew I wasn't comfortable with that but I think the time came when it was right I just got married um I wanted to get on the ladder to buy a place you know the money was right the money was right and I waited out and got the highest bid and I don't think anyone would have ever have been paid kind of some money for one movie for half an hour ever so it was just perfectly timed and perfectly yeah. right I was all on board and it was right and 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 for me I think that's the advice I give people don't ever be pushed into anything you don't want to do Every, all yeah. the time you are in control of yourself there's no shame to have be had you know, because it's you've accepted it, and that's why you've gone on to do it, and and it's fine. You know, otherwise it will ruin you. If you do something you don't want to do, that's when it elite you alive. You know, I was looking on the internet the other day, and I looked lifespan of a woman in the adult industry. Do you know oh, it's thirty four years? No, don't. That that is not. I, I. It's not accurate. I know. It's not accurate. It's really not accurate because they're not putting every single person in the industry, and they're just picking. It's so easy to find the people that have passed away. And then, like, what every other single person, they probably put, this, the statistics are not right. Right. And, you know, it's in any industry. It, you mm. could be any person in any job, and you could have demons. And those demons can take you down, you mm. know? But it doesn't have to be just the adult industry. It's not just the adult industry. Oh, don't. I know. I've been down to all those rabbit holes, I know. <laughs> There's bigger 
worse situations and issues going on in the world other and and that's why I say to other people you know because people want love to hate me would love to hate me but they can't because when they meet me I'm like so in your face I, I won't let them escape me I'm like hi how are you how's your day been and they're like where is the wife like I'm not speaking to her you know like that and I'm like you look lovely how what can you say to that you know you look lovely I used to work in a bar years ago and you know I I was just regular size you know on my chest um it was before I had augmentation and I remember working in a bar and a girl come in and she did like she'd done some topless pictures and my I had my green eyes were full of envy but I was just like and then I thought, you know what? It doesn't matter. And I was the girl that would serve her in the bar because I thought, you know what? I would look at her and I think, if you can do that, you must be amazing. But I still had the green eye envy. But I would yeah. be the one that would talk to her and the other girls would be a bit like, hmm. yeah. And you, you, you see a different side of things. Like, and, I, and I can honestly say every other girl that really didn't like her or, you, you know, had an issue with her, I think it was jealousy, like, you know, they are out there and they, you know, whatever it was, I don't know, maybe she took two pictures, I, I don't know, I just remember she had taken yeah. some of those pictures. The thing is, I used to work in some lap dance bars doing personal appearances all around the UK, so you walk into a lap dance bar with like 20 girls there thinking you're coming to like spray on their pitch, you know, they're like, <laughs> me, I walk into the chat, hello girls! You know, <laughs> they're like, who is this nutter? And I'm like, how are you? How's it going? So how, how are the punters tonight? Are you doing well? Are you being lucky? Listen, I wouldn't wear that. I'd, that other thing you had on before looked better than that. You know, if you just, <laughs> I'm, I, you, you just can't have the confidence with them. If you can't beat them, join them. That's the yeah. way I see it. Like, I've yeah, I look in, in your face. <laughs> I love that. It's like being confident. You are taking an interest in them and you mm. are making them feel comfortable. And it's yeah, when, when someone's overly kind to you, it's it's very difficult to be. Absolutely. I mean, everyone. Not the same back. You know, I had a half an hour chat with a, with a homeless guy the other day. And then, you know, all the library people were coming out and saying, are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Is he bothering? No, you are, actually, because we were just having a chat and you're bothering us. <laughs> yeah. like, like they thought he was a bad person because he had nowhere to live. Oh. So you've been in the industry now for almost 30 years and you went from being a glamour model and now you're on OnlyFans, you're OnlyFans creator. So I'm interested in, like, how has the social media changed from when you originally started to now? It's changed. I mean, look, Twitter's never really changed, has it? It's always remained the same, i.e. you're allowed to obviously post more explicit content to promote stuff. And they've never been, you know, don't cross over on other sites here. And, you know, they were they were happy for us to make money. Whereas more of the likes of Instagram, they're more prudish. They're more, oh, no, 
not us. You can't put OnlyFans on here. You can't do this. You can't, do, you know, whereas Madonna can do whatever li- whatever she likes. It's so double standard there, well, Britney isn't it? Spears. Britney Spears is like, It's all of them. Whipping it all out. Do anything. Us, well, personally, I'm ghosted right now on there. You know, when you can't even find me, shadow banned. They keep taking me down. Oh. So I'm like, you know what? I, I love this. It's like, Lindsay, I want to go all the way right back. So for you, like the fans, they are what makes our money, right? They're, they're what pays our bills. Absolutely. So from going back to when you was in page three, when you was in the men's magazines, um, the only way that people could contact you um, was if you were making an assignment appearance? Did they did they write letters to you? No. Did, did was, you have fan mail? Did I, you? I should have actually have prepared this for you. Uh, I actually had a fan club straight away. Like I gave that job to my mum to run my fan club, <gasps> and the reason being is that I was getting ten thousand letters a week in sacks, <gasps> and I actually went and bought a PO box. And my mum used to go down and they say, no, we can't put them in the box anymore. Your free sacks are over there. My mum used to be like, I can't believe this. Because like, I used to get, they used to do competitions in the newspaper and say, who could draw the best Lindsay Dawn McKenzie? So I used to get like 5,000 pictures of myself, like drawn by people. And my we, we were quite clever because my mum was in the mailing business. So she worked with junk mail. My dad owned his own mailing house. So we had all the machines that did all the putting in the envelopes, you know, going along. Oh, wow. And they had stamps, like proper stamps, you know. And my dad ran a lot of my fan club through his business. And it was amazing. And it was just what we needed. And I'm sure I never saw the Provident Man ever again. <laughs> so so that's really interesting. It's like I'm I'm really curious. I wanna I wanna talk about the way that it's changed, you know? Mm. So going from but would they like send their money? Would they send their money and yeah, say, checks, Lindsay, here's checks. here's my it's money and Absolutely. And then they buy stuff. From yeah, the well, side, my mum, my mum then ended up leaving the mailing house, and my dad run it. My mum purposely went to work for Jessup's. It's a photo place where you used to go and get when you had a camera and you take your camera and you take your disposable film and you take it to Jessup's yes. and they would, you come back a week later or two weeks later because it took a long time and they, here's, your, here's your packet of photos. Yeah, but when your mum's the manager of the shop <laughs> All right. we're quite every family <laughs> Photos are allowed because you know, which with those places, if it was a bit of a photo and they thought, Oh, that's a bit dodgy, they might not have given you that photo back. It all, yeah. She used to, <laughs> you know, she rang up the head office and said, We have a client here. Um, she says she's a model in the glamour industry, we're gonna have some like quite explicit stuff. Can we do this? And they said, Yes. So, yeah, my mum used to have it on express out in the next day, you know, like. 10,000 pictures already done. I'd go off to an exhibition. I'd sign them all. You know, wow. it was a... They were the days. They really were. And I'll tell you what I really loved. I toured Greece when I was young um, with the show, with the road show. And every night we had a different club in a part of Greece. We did t- uh, Greek TV, you know, TV shows. 
Uh, and that, that was a real nice feeling of having the family. And it re- kind of reminded me of being back at school because we had that, you know, when you leave school, you don't have that unit anymore, like that place yeah. to go and you miss your mates. And so for me to go straight onto the show at like 18 and be sent off to Greece with everyone, go touring around was fabulous. I loved it. But then I came back early because there was um, Miss Face and Figure of 1998 was on and I was competing in it and I ended up winning it. So I was happy that I came back from the tour early. Just, I just wanted to cover this thing about my autobiography because it isn't my autobiography, by the oh. way. Basically, what happened was an ex-model contacted me and said that she'd just finished her writing degree. And did I want her to write my autobiography? And I thought it was a great idea. I thought, I've never done a biography about my life and how everything happened and all that. And then it ended up that she wasn't just an ex-glamour model. She was a feminist. And she hid it all from me. And she had the publishing deal, not me. She's the one that had it. And then my deal was with her. But when I asked to see the first two um, chapters of the book, they were terrible. They were nothing. They they sounded like my mum had pushed me into it. And it was really terrible. It was so off the actual mark of what actually happened. And it hurt me because I thought, why would you want to do that to a successful person in this industry? And it all blew up in like, because you know me, I just, I've got to speak about it. I can't let somebody do that to me. You're going to pull my pants down. You're going to pay me for it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, so I ended up washing my hands with her and the book. And people always ask me about it now. What happened? You know, oh, I read your autobiography. And I'm like, well, you just read something that's totally not mine. Like, she elaborated on stories. She said that I walked in to meet her into a restaurant and that I looked like um, a weak, skinny sparrow or something ridiculous like that, like a weak person. I would never, ever see you as a weak sparrow. You are full of energy. You have a big personality. So, yeah, it was disappointing, but I just wanted to, like, set the record straight while I've got a live well, people are listening. So right now, here and now, from me, that that book's nothing to do with me. Yes, she used tones of my story to make a story, but she elaborated in her own words scenarios that didn't happen. And since then, I've tried to get hold of her to get the tapes off her because I'd love to know what I actually said and compare it to the book to prove that this yeah. is rubbish. But she's gone missing all of a sudden. Like, there is no Vicky Dark out there anymore. You cannot find this woman, not for love nor money. I, I think that's, like, a really good thing to point to raise. It's like, you are given an opportunity, you know, hey, we're going to write the book, and it sounds amazing. You know, I've, I, we've all had people that are, oh, I'm going to write your book for you, but not everybody is a writer, you know? you're opening up really deep to somebody and you're putting your trust in them and you're trusting that they will provide a product that is is it really shows your personality shows the real you yeah unfortunately it's like you know i didn't realize it's not being given to you i didn't realize there were people in the world that could do such a thing because like my mum had terminal cancer and she was on her deathbed and gave interviews to her in her final oh. days 
And it, and that's another reason why I wanted the tapes back because I wanted to, I didn't know what my mum had said about me and mm -hmm. I didn't want to read the book because I knew it was not my, and it just made me angry. So now I don't yeah. know what my mum said about me in the final days. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know what she's twisted and what she's made up out of it. So it hurt me to the core. Yeah. I just wanted to know what my mum said and to, for her to just go missing now has hurt me even more because I'm like, you've got my mum's voice on your tapes, you know. But it doesn't matter now because before my mum died, I said, was you proud of me? Like, have I, have, I, have I made you proud in, in your life? And she said, you're the one that's made me the most proud. So that yeah. that really, you know, I didn't need the tapes then. Yeah, you, you knew deep down how your mum felt about you. She would love you no yeah. matter what. But all the things that you did, you, you know, her life was enriched by your presence. Yeah, I mean, I had a few down, dark days in the career where I'd wake up and I was on the front page of the news of the world for some unflavoured stuff that actually I was honey trapped. I don't know if you remember the Talisa story uh, where the record producer flew her out to L.A. And, and then when they got back to England, he befriended her and made her trust him so he'd set people up for different yeah he'd things set people just... up to make stories about them well right, the same thing it. happened to me he set me up as well and it was um he pretended to be a shake prince and he even went to the extent of hiring a savoy hotel room and then asked some people like some people that i was with because it was a dance troupe we went there to do dancing for him you know like um lap dancing like a private yeah. function for the for a prince everyone was well excited and then he started yeah. asking everyone to get narcotics you don't have to be a user to be able to get narcotics i mean do you do you understand what i'm saying i i really would not know but i i, I think what you're trying to say is like what you're trying to was... say is he honey trapped me i was yeah. on the front page of the newspaper even to the point where they didn't get the shot of me they needed they called me back the next day and said the prince wants you to dance for him again, just you. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went along again, was waiting outside. No one turned up. They were taking pictures of me because they didn't get the first lot of pictures the day before. Oh. It got so bad, honestly. You wouldn't even believe it. In fact, realistically, I could probably sue the life out of him, really, if I really wanted to. I just think it's bad energy that I wanted to be left. My mum was all right about it, you know, and we all got over it as a family. You know, can you imagine the people that were calling my mum? Your daughter's on the front page of the news of the world, you know, like, not for a good thing either. <laughs> yeah. And some things, you know, that was not in your control. No. You know, I, I could see how that... Could I was easily, used, basically. Yeah, you, you could easily... I mean... We all get asked, like, hey, the prince wants to meet you. And mm -hmm. you can either say, yeah, you can say no. But it, but there are situations when it's, like, that was, like, legit. That was all set up. And people are set out to be fraudsters, you know. But the, the, the story about that is you bounced back. That was a dark morning. Yeah. That was a dark day for you. But you come back from that. And now, is that going to happen to you again? No, because you have talked, that is a learning curve. And I always think it's like, we have journeys and we have journeys of our life and we take the paths and we take the choices. And sometimes it's like, you think you look back. And I say to myself, I wouldn't want that situation to mm. have changed. 
because from that situation I learned things so then now I'm moving in this direction and everything that I'm moving forward with and everything that I've gained now is because of that experience that so was I, not feeling good at the not. time absolutely I think that OnlyFans is brilliant I really think it's a I, good thing I, I want to move on to that. So we, I, I just love the fact that it's it's changed. You were here almost 30 years later. You told me that, the date, and I was like, I don't know whether to say it. I'm like, no, you're, you're, very, you're very good with the dates. It's coming from, so we've got all the fan mail. So, and now we've moved forward. It's not fan mail anymore. You know, how did you find OnlyFans? You know, how did you get from that converting those fans how did they convert through the years from the fan mail? I moved on to webcam yeah. after, you know, just having fan club thing, website. And then I went on to webcam and I love, love webcamming. I mean, I, I love building relationships, virtual relationships. Yeah. Uh, I have loads of them, like hundreds of them. I don't know. I think I, it it just makes me feel good, and I feel like anyone that comes onto my camera is very respectful. I never have yeah. disrespectful. Well, I think they know better. I think I have freaked out a few times out on socials to people that think they can say things to me, and I'm not going to have that. Um, and then I think I get this streety kind of thing in my head because, like, when I was younger, I was like running everything, <laughs> running the school, running the a state of you know running everything because i i don't know i was i was quite out there <laughs> and then it just spilled over to my socials like people know that i will not there's nothing i won't say to you i'm not embarrassed yeah. of anything i don't have that i actually think i'm probably misdiagnosed of something whether it's asd adhd something because yeah, I can say anything. I don't feel that shame. Or should I say that? Should I not? I'm just so in your face, like with the truth. But you, you could just be so confident in yourself that you are okay saying it. You yeah. don't have to yeah. be having any label. You don't have to have a label to be confident in yourself and say, I'm okay to say this because you know that is how you feel. You but know? I feel hurt I sometimes because I see, see people's face go, and then I'm like, oh no, if I made them feel bad, like are they embarrassed now and they go all red and I'm like, oh, oh, should we just get this finalized? Like, you know, people don't like to talk about money. People don't like to talk about business. They don't like to talk about, you know, serious stuff. And I'm wanting so to just, they just it out of the way. Let's cut the eyes. Just let's... get to the fun. Yeah. Let's sort out the transaction and let's just get yeah. to the fun. I've had a few so you've... fans die recently, sorry to say, and some real long-time fans. Now, now, look, I've had fans since the beginning. Like, I still talk to people that I spoke to when I was 16. No, they're yeah. still fans of mine. But what yes. I've found with it is... If you are that person that somebody has an orgasm over for the first time, they can't not be without you anymore. Like, they keep coming back. I've had rousy people, and they've gone off for two years and come back again. Like, honestly, they cannot be without the original thing. You know, you ask someone, why do you like big boobs? It's probably because when they were little, they saw someone, they thought, oh! And then from that moment, 
something lights or turns on something and then they will always remember that first thing that that, that sparked them off and it's always yeah. related to that i mean i've had a foot fan come over i was i was going to talk about feet mm, because a lot of guys it's like the the things that they see it's like you know when they were like younger and like feet mm. and shoes and a friend this voice i call it see i went to say a friend of mine friends. they are friends of mine they are there, there are certain fans that do become friends because friends. because you interact with them so many times yeah. and it is that relationship and here's the deal they are paying for the relationship let's not let's not let's try not and pretend that yeah. that doesn't happen however if they if they didn't pay for that relationship the, the relationship would not exist but we get hundreds and thousands of fans and there are certain ones that are our favourites. Yeah, they and are. They, they treat us the best. You interact with them. Mm. The interaction is, so is much just amazing. You. They care about you. Yeah. You no, know, I have fans that I broke my coccyx bone about six weeks ago. Fans oh, sending no. me, you know, coconut water with potassium in it to make it better, oh. quicker. You know, these people look after me. They do a good yeah. job at it. And I rely on them. I ask for advice from them for things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I respect them 100%. Like, you know which fans, like, you think, well, I know that if I've got a question about that, I'm going to ask you. Because you know that they have knowledge of certain subjects, you know, something's wrong in the house, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I know we'll know the answer to that question. Yeah. And you literally go to them and you'd be like, hey, I need a question about my air conditioning. (laughs) It's it's true. If I've got a legal question, have I got any lawyers out there in surveillance? You know, like, we can see anything. So fans, a lot. fans that are listening to us right now, make sure that when you do come and you start the interaction, you start the virtual relationships, you know, you do want to be our favourites, you know, because we remember the favourites. But also let us know what you do. You know, we never yeah. know when we're going to actually Absolutely. call you to be like, hey, you in. this little bit of a how can you serve your goddess (laughs) (laughs) so it 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 has it's gone from you know the webcam and then is that when you've kind of moved on to the only fans is that where we're up to now and that's my home you know people they they come and i say how have you moved in how you settling do you like your room do you like it good you're in ldm house now these are the rules you break the rules and if you piss me off oh my god you need to hide (laughs) they love it they love it we're all good there everyone's happy everyone i do lives you should see my lives oh my god they're gonna know the information about the live by going to see the live on your only fans yeah it's like it's like she's not gonna reveal anything guys They're, they're like oh please tell me i'm like you need to get over. Lindsay, you are on OnlyFans. On t- just because people are now, we're talking about it so much. What is your handle on OnlyFans? It's just my you? name in full, no gaps, Lindsay Dawn McKenzie. Lindsay, I have taken up so much of your time and I absolutely think that it's just been wonderful sitting here talking to you. And, you know, to, to be now on the OnlyFans, you know, why why are you successful on your OnlyFans? You know, you've told me you've got your loyal fan base. You've got, you make them feel special. You've got those special relationships. You know, what is it? What, it, what else is it that keeps okay, those so, fans there coming back to you after 30 years? You know, what is it that does it? I think is, is a big 
big plus. If you're consistent, people follow your stories and they want more and more and more of you. It's like the Kardashians. It went from one episode to how many? Consistency is key. I, I treat them all like family members, really. Um, and I'm always there every day answering every single message. See, what it is, people run their page differently to me. Well, I don't know about, some people do it the same, some people don't. Um, I think the, the girls that don't have a following, like i.e. the people that haven't come from porn or Patreon, or they make a lot of money. And it, I think it's all the whole trying to get them to do something naughty is really exciting. And then when they do, boy, oh boy, we're all buying it, right? For me, I I have certain days where, you know, like I'll have um, Movement Monday. You know, like I name them. And then what I do is I shoot my own content everywhere, all around my house. I go and hire out new venues. I go and shoot there. Um, some girls might invite me in to their home and do a shoot with them. And we do good scenarios. I do a lot of um And what I do is I have a system of pictures that I put out. And in the morning, I'll be fully dressed in an outfit. Then I'll go to one boob. Then I'll go to two boobs. And then I do like a maybe on all fours climbing into DMs to get the bundle. And then when they get into the DMs, that's where the bundle is. So you'll get the explicit pictures of that set with the video that I've shot. I can, sometimes I do live today and I do like uh, me. Hi, I'm live today. Oh, yeah. And, and I just get on with my business and I'm doing the washing. Oh, I'm doing the washing. You know, I wear a little something sexy. And so... I, you know, I, I wing it a lot. Like, um, I just let them get involved in my day. You know, I might go for a pedi and my girl's such a lovely girl. She's like, yeah, I'll sit back and then you can just do, and then I'll do that as a day, you know, let, and I've got a massive foot following by the way. Huge. Yeah. Um, I've had the same guy come to the UK to take photographs of my feet for the last 25 years. And he comes all the way from Australia. Wow. Yeah, so... So, I've, so loyal, these, these he was, fans are Yeah, so he loyal. was my very first person that I didn't really know about. I didn't know what he what he was after. Talking about. <laughs> you know, I'm like, 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 I've got feet. And he's like, no, just your souls. I was like, oh, okay. It, your souls. He thinks they're so wrinkly and so soft. And then he used to say to me, let's go outside and walk on some gravel. Ah! That... <laughs> Especially in the winter when it was raining, there was all puddles. He used to love me walking in them, but it killed. Dirty feet. Oh my goodness! So it's about consistency. It's about it, and it's it's real. It's real. It's real. It's Mm. there, and everyone knows that they can keep coming back every day. And they are in Lindsay Dawn McKenzie's house. You are there for them. You've kept them from when you was aged in your teens, right the way through twenties, and now almost thirty years later, they are still there with you. They are loyal, and you have managed to keep them going, and they're going strong. And you know, it's 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 better, really. I think yeah. I'm doing better now than I did in the beginning. Well, no, maybe not. Maybe 10 years in. I think when I started working for other, like the score group, I'm doing better now than I did then. So that was probably when you were working for like production companies. Yeah. 
you know, and you, you're set by their targets, by yeah. their financial limitations, That's right, yeah. by the things Just that they want Just by being you to exclusive do. as well, because you lose a hell of a lot of money being exclusive to a company, my God. You know, the offers I'd get to leave the contract was just a joke in itself. But now you are totally in control of everything that you do. You're in yeah. control of your own finances. Yeah. And it's it's a completely different, you know, scenario where we're well, in now. control, but I do get led by my people. Like if there's something that's missing off my page, they alert me. You know, like, oh, we haven't had much of this recently. I really would focus on that a bit more because you've done a lot of lingerie, try and get some BBC in. You know, these people, you know, do you know what my people do? This is so amazing and I'm so privileged. They even let me know if I forgot to put the tag on for the money for the video. They will, uh, I've done that before. I've done oh, that. I know, right? I've done that. that that's that's <laughs> that time when you, when you feel so sick, when you've sent it all and it's like a really big one and you're like, your heart's going, your stomach's turning. You're like, yeah. who's seen it? Yeah. Who's seen it? Oh, unsend, unsend. And you're like, oh. oh. <laughs> a fan bought me this and his dress punched me. She's been beaten up. <laughs> so, and and those fans that did see it, that appreciate it, it they would still send you the tip anyway, you know. Definitely. And you, that's how you find out who your loyal who fans about are, you who really, the ones that love your you best the most. interest and not robbing off. Yeah, you. because at the end of the day, if you sent it out with no tag on, that's my fault. But the fact that they wanted to alert me because they wouldn't want me to lose out in the long run after working so hard to bring it, you know. And another thing, sometimes like I do my lives and guys tip me to get me to take items of clothing off. There's a lot of guys that just overly tip knowing that no one's really tipping or it's a slow one. But they want me to know that I'm appreciated. They're the ones that we remember the most. There really is. One reason why I'll always stay. And I won't have anybody bad mouth my industry either. You know, a lot of people go away saying how what a bad industry it is. No, no, no. You just chose to surround yourself with the bad people. So you surround yourself with the good people. You get those good fans. You look after them. You give them the exciting things that they need, and they will always yeah. be there for you. Absolutely. And- Lindsay, I want to just ask you one thing. If you could give your younger self a piece of advice, what would it be? Work for yourself. <laughs> See, uh, everyone's listeners like, we're all going to work, work for, for ourselves. Yeah, well, now there's a platform to be able to work. And I'm so proud of that. I really am. The one thing I do worry about is, you know, I remember the relationship I was in in the very beginning, uh, my first ever relationship, and that man tried to control me. So, and he thought he was running me. So even when I say work for yourself, I'm not just talking about the big production companies that want to pay you a one-off fee to make so much money in sales off you. I'm talking about anyone. I'm talking about the men in your life. I'm talking about anyone that you're working for in a group of people, maybe on, you know, a webcam site. Just remember that you can look out the box And there are opportunities for you to make your own money with nobody else involved. There's clickers that we can take our own pictures. We've got ring lights. You don't even need a photographer anymore. 
I, I've so many times, like when I first started on OnlyFans, I'm like, you know, there's me stand and like, there's me phone. And I'm like, yeah. click, click, click. And I'm like, they're not going to like this. I've got no makeup on. And they love, love it. it. They absolutely loved it. So it's, it's good to have a mix, you know, of everything because the real fans will love you no matter what. Oh, yeah. They love every, but they love you, the bones of you. Not just, the, you know, the assets. <laughs> everything about you so it's been really amazing talking to you Lindsay and I'm so blessed I'm so honored Thank I'm so privileged me. that this is your very first ever podcast mm. Lindsay Dawn McKenzie's very first podcast you are here with me Tanya Tate and you are an amazing woman and I'm I'm seriously I want to when I come back to England I'm like can I can I get a visit in to go and see Lindsay <laughs> We must bye bye together though, huh? We got to work together at some point. It would be. Are you coming? Not... Have you got any? Have you got any plans for America? Yeah. Well, listen, I, I'm really seriously thinking soon. Maybe I need to marry an American. Look, right? you just need to look into it. <laughs> I'll be like, are there any? Are there any American immigration lawyers listening help. right now? Lindsay Dawn McKenzie needs your help. You help me, and I'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness Lindsay I just can't wait to like really physically meet up with you again <laughs> me and... too me too yeah. it's been a long we... time coming we need to make it happen we I'm just do. so happy Push thank you so much Lindsay tell everybody where they can find you online so online um I'm on Twitter Twitter is Lindsay but my name my mum's a hippie and she spoke weird it's L-I-N-S-E-Y Lindsay underscore Dawn, D-A-W-N. That's Twitter. Instagram, Lindsay Dawn McKenzie one, the symbol one. Now, be careful with that because there is a guy that's trying to um, catfish me with Lindsay Dawn underscore one with the same picture, with the same scripture. And so it's definitely just Lindsay Dawn Mackenzie one, nothing else. Get it right. Only fans is Lindsay Dawn Mackenzie. That's Dawn it, Mackenzie. really. Um, I don't really do anything else other than webcam, but all the links will always be on my Twitter for that. Just go, just go to Twitter, Lindsay underscore Dawn mm. on Twitter. Yeah. Perfect. That's all that they need to know. Thank you so much. Oh, it's thank been you so amazing much. You look amazing, by the way. You've been working out, so right? When you got up to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's some guns, right? I don't really do weights. I'm only doing the push trainer. This is Tanya Tate. Skinfluencer. Success. Thank you all for joining me on Tanya Tate Presents Skinfluencer Success Podcast. Formerly Mills Make a Money Podcast. I encourage you all to dream. No matter how impossible that dream may feel, you will reach the unreachable star, which is your ultimate goal. And there's only one thing that makes a dream impossible to achieve. The fear of failure. Walt Disney made his dreams happen. And in his words, believe in your dreams, no matter how impossible they seem. She reminds me of that song. 
To dream the impossible dream. <laughs> I'm not going to sing any more for you. But it's just, it just come to my mind. So what do you think of the guest video? Ah, you can see this first before anyone else on my Patreon channel. Patreon.com forward slash Tanya Tate. When the audio is released, you can see the video part on my OnlyFans.com slash Tanya Tate. And later on, my YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Tanya Tate Tube. So who would you like to see me interview on my video section on the Skinfluencer Success Podcast? Who would be an inspiring guest to ask them to share their success story? Let me know your thoughts or feedback. Maybe you have a suggestion for future topics for a show, a guest that you would love me to interview, or a question that me or one of my guests might be able to answer and give you advice on. Did I raise any questions in today's episode that got you answering out loud or wanting to know more? You can leave feedback or ask me any questions relevant to the Skinfluencer Success Podcast using the hashtag AskTanyaTate. You can ask me by commenting on my latest posts on Twitter at TanyaTate, TikTok at TanyaTateTube, YouTube at TanyaTateTube, and you can also leave a voice note on my SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slash TanyaTate, and you might get featured on a future episode. So let's listen to my favorite SpeakPipe voice notes of the week. Hello, Vikram Padia from India. Hello, I am Vikram Padia from India. Hello, I am Vikram Padia from India. Hello, Vic- I think he's saying, hello, I'm Vikram Padia from India. Okay. Hello three times to you, Vikram Padia from India. Did you want to say anything else to me besides hello? Well, there you go. I guess I just said hello back. <sighs> Let me see if we, if we got any more good ones today. Does anyone want to send me some feedback for my podcast? Let's see. What's the next fellow going to say to me? Oh, it could be a girl. Let's see. Let's listen. Hey, you. My bum I don't even think that I can say that kind of stuff on here. I mean, there was so much going on in the background. I, I mean, I think I caught the first part, but I'm not sure. But maybe, yeah, it's kind of better beeped anyway. Here's the deal. If you'd asked me these kind of questions on my previous social media, we could have had a proper chat. And I have to say there are guys that really are into that, you know, and we could have had a really good proper chat. But now it's like, he says it like a grown man. But then, I don't know. He's, he's definitely an adult. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I, I think I'm done with enough of these for today. <laughs> Can we just play Vikram again? Because he just... Vikram... You made me smile. Hello, Vikram Padia from India. Hello, I am Vikram Padia from India. Hello, I am Vikram Padia from India. Oh, goodness me. Right, moving on. Guys, you're cracking me up with these speak pipes. Come on, come on. Give me some feedback. If you want to leave me some feedback, give it to me. You know, if it's some cool feedback that you want to leave, it's great. Hit me up with your mail and name and address and um i'll be sending a thank you photo to to you for your show of appreciation by leaving a voice pipe voice note that i played anyway those that are listening thank you for your support guys keep it coming 
And I do really love hearing what you think about the show. And of course, if you do want to get to call me via phone or video call, you can do that on my premium social media platforms, sexpanther.com slash Tanya Tate or onlyfans.com slash Tanya Tate. And we can get to chat one-on-one over there. Follow me on Twitter at Tanya Tate. I'm also on TikTok and YouTube channel, both at Tanya Tate Tube. And you can get to see my guest video the very first time it's available will be on patreon.com forward slash Tanya Tate. The same time as the audio released, it goes on to onlyfans.com slash Tanya Tate. And it goes on to YouTube later on, my YouTube channel at Tanya Tate Tube. And of course, you can see all of my official links, including my premium social media and my link tree. Just search link tree and my name, Tanya Tate, all one word. Remember, if you don't see it on link tree, it's not me. And if you are listening on Apple, Amazon, Audible and are inspired by any of the words you hear, please be sure to leave me a written review and give me five stars. And you can also give a five star rating on Spotify and I will be checking and giving shout outs out in upcoming episodes. So, so let's take a look. We have a five star Amazon review from Caller69. He gives five out of five stars. It's talking about overcoming adversity. Let me let me just read it to you because this is this is quite a story. This was a powerful podcast. Great guest story. Many success stories come from challenges, adversity, and redemption, or they wouldn't be successful. My mum stressed so much, knowing I was born different with a birth defect. I didn't know the difference. Later in life, people saw in me how I carried myself. If you can do physical things with one hand, people shouldn't complain when they have two. It's a leadership trait that can't be trained. I was born with it. I want to wish all the wonderful success with this new version of your podcast. I'm looking forward to the video portion of many more episodes. You turned a frown upside down and inspired a smile. Love, live a happy life. Thank you. P.S. Easy on that blender. My ears are ringing. Oh my goodness. Caller 69. Thank you so much. Look at that. We, we can look into that. This is what I'm always telling you. Appreciation. Appreciation for what you have. If you're sitting there right now and you have full use of two hands, think about it. There's someone else that might not have full use of both hands, that might only have full use of one hand. Whatever it is, you shouldn't complain. You really shouldn't complain. And you do what you can with what you've got. And you make the best of it. You really do. Turning that frown from an upside down frown into a smile. I hope that I inspire all your smiles. Thank you for leaving that review. Um, Shout out thank you to those who did leave a review. Shout out to those that did send a voice note. Um, I will send you a signed photograph as a thank you for your appreciation. So if you do hear me read your review or play your voice note on a future episode, or maybe it's this episode, send me your name, mail and address and prove that it was from your account. This is Tanya Tate. And you have been listening to the Skinfluencer Success. Dream the impossible dream. Reach the unreachable star. Believe in those dreams of yours. No matter how impossible they may seem, you can achieve them. Now get out there and go build your bank. <laughs>